0: Cheers! What's up everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Hospitality Secrets Podcast. Paul Sfârlea here and I'm super excited today to welcome you to a new episode, to a new surprise guest. And uh, just a small secret uh, before before this episode, I, I kind of changed a bit the questions to to make them a bit funnier, a bit more engaging, and to, to find out uh, f- about hospitality from different aspects. So today, uh, I'm excited to announce the, the surprise guest that I have. Actually, uh, we were colleagues. We worked as bartenders together in, uh, in Romania. She actually, she moved from Romania now. She's living in, uh, in Switzerland but uh, when we worked together what uh, what impressed me most about her was the the level of knowledge that she was having about everything that was in the bar i can tell that she was like the 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 wikipedia of bartending she always she always impressed me with uh, with knowledge and every single time i had a question or a curiosity about uh, every single aspect of bartending, I, I, I was asking her and she was not stopping with the information like 10 minutes she was explaining everything that was related with that subject so she knew a lot and I, I remember an, ep- an episode when we were working together when she was taking a a, a a small break 5 minutes break she was always on the bar with her phone uh, looking for things <laughs> looking for information <laughs> so she knew a lot so this is like a, a small introduction about uh, my next surprise guest um I don't want to, to keep it more. I want to introduce my, my next special guest, which is Kotolin Bene. Woo! Welcome, Kotolin. <laughs> Welcome to Hospitality Secrets, Kotolin. How Hey,
1: how are you doing?
0: Good, good. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> and, yeah, me uh, too.
0: Uh, where, where are you now, Kotolin?
1: So, I'm in Geneva, in Switzerland, uh, in my house. So... Maybe so, that's the reason the lights are not the best, but that's what I could
0: do for now. The lights are perfect. <laughs> Everything is great. Perfect. And and uh, for the listeners, the light so you to know the light is good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome, Koto. Thank you very much for uh, accepting the invitation. This it's been a while we we didn't uh, discuss. For for how long you left Romania?
1: Uh, I think I left, I don't know, it's 2015 or 2016. Uh, I, I can't even remember, but it's been a while.
0: So it's been a while. So, yeah.
1: We, we yeah. were together
0: 2014 or something and and even, yes. even yes. then you were like, you had a lot of knowledge about, uh, about everything. So I, I don't want even, I, I yes. cannot even imagine now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm still the same, like uh, still crazy cutter, always using every little time just to, to, to read something new. I have to say nowadays, it's not necessarily about uh, ingredients or, or stuff. It's Now I'm focusing more on the business side. So I, I research more uh, business uh, related topics, but it's, everything else is the same. So I have five minute break. I sit down, take my notebook. I have always millions of notebook, notebooks with me. Uh, every notebook, different topic. And then I'm just, just exploring things and, and trying to improve myself.
0: Still small notebooks. I remember you had small notebooks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Small ones, so you can fit more in the pocket or in your bag.
0: <laughs> so you're always with three or four notebooks on you. Huh? Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: Nice, nice. So now you're you're in uh, in Switzerland, in uh, in Geneva. And uh, what projects are you working in this period?
1: So um, I have to say I stopped working in the bar uh, in last autumn so because of the COVID and also there was a change of owners so I just decided stepping out and and just try looking for a new challenge Uh, but then COVID came in between and uh, just to to survive and generate income uh, I I tried to adapt to this new situation so uh, I started to do different little personal projects uh, I've been doing, for example, uh, collabs with small brands, uh, even like, okay, it's a mobile event bar station, and then we shoot a video uh, in collaboration with other another little brands, street brands, or I've been consulting brands, or being part of a tasting panel, so I'll just try to keep myself busy. And uh, also, uh, I started education, online education, In collaboration with Geneva Wine Society, uh, sponsored by Diageo, we started some uh, online education about cocktails at home. And uh, it's been a great uh, pleasure doing it. And of course, now we are working on a new opening, new bar opening in Geneva, which is still kind of secret. So I cannot really disclose any more information about it, but uh, it's something really exciting. And I just can't wait to to open the doors and, and start mixing drinks again, because I really miss it.
0: So you already shared half a secret, you will open a new bar in, in Switzerland, in Geneva, so this is half <laughs> <Yes>. a secret. half <laughs> <laughs> it, but
1: they, it's not nice. telling you much, so nice, nice. You, super, you super. can't I'm really super understand excited. everything.
0: Yeah, so, so you are working plenty of things, collaborating with brands, uh, opening new new bars, so that's why you were saying that you are more into, into business uh, of bars now, in the business side of the bars.
1: Yes and also especially because in the past years I've been uh, also working behind the bar but I've been managing bars so for me uh, it's now a a different aspect I have to focus on uh, because I need to understand a bit of accounting, a little bit of everything, market, marketing, a little bit of everything just to make sure the, the bar is going well and also the team is happy so it's uh, really uh, I've been focusing just on this nowadays.
0: So so how how fulfilling is this for you, changing from from making drinks, mixing drinks, making the most crazy drinks, most crazy ingredients to the to the managing part. Uh, do you like it, do you enjoy this this switch?
1: Uh, I have to say I, I really enjoy it because I always love to share knowledge, as you said in the inter- introduction. I've been always like "Ah," just explaining things and I never kept things for myself. So whoever asked me uh, just to help, uh, to get ready for some competition or whatever, I've been always just, yeah, sure. And I've been just giving my best. So I think now management is very, very similar because I have a team, I need to motivate them. I, I need to share my knowledge with them because there are some things you learn in like, I don't know, 15 years like I did and they are maybe just working for five years. So I really need to support them, also show an example, because I like to lead by example. So basically I'm still working a couple of days with them, mixing drinks, doing the service, pushing hard, uh, but I also focus on them. So it's not all only about myself anymore. It's, it's more about like the whole team and, and the brain, which is the bar now where I'm nice. working
0: nice, nice, nice it's not about me it's about we yeah
1: yes, exactly and we is always stronger than me so always,
0: always that's a nice switch I'm, I'm super excited to hear that nice, nice, nice so you're doing plenty of things but where where can the listeners find your work or, or where can the listeners connect with you?
1: so well we can connect on uh, social media of course uh, I'm on Facebook Instagram Catalin uh, Bene is the name. So every time you just search for it, it's going to just pop up.
0: Catalin Bene, uh, Bene with yes, K. Catalin
1: Bene with K. Catalin Bene, exactly.
0: Instagram, Facebook, uh, follow her. Yeah. She's linked LinkedIn, everywhere. So you're everywhere. So because I also,
1: exactly, because I believe also your name is your brand. So I didn't give little silly names. I just kept it Catalin Bene all the way yeah. long. So nice. everyone can find me there and uh, yeah so otherwise you just can go to switzerland come to geneva and nice. maybe by then we are gonna open the next bar and then you're gonna find it and we can meet Ooh, there
0: can, can't wait so regarding uh Kotlin sharing her, her information I, and I, I can admit it, I remember another thing when we were working together that uh, at the end of the shift I asked her something about a citrus, the difference between a, a an, an orange and, and a grape or something and she started talking and talking and talking and I was doing cleaning I and I almost finished the cleaning of the bar and she was still explaining the link and the history and everything so she's not keeping the info for herself, she is sharing.
1: <laughs> Definitely, yes. <laughs> And yeah, I'm really into into botany and, uh, and uh, very scientific uh, things as well, so uh, probably that's why I'm just explaining like hybrids and origins and where it's coming from and also a bit of chemistry of flavors or what you feel when you taste it and why you do you feel it. So for me, it's always uh you tell me an ingredient and i imagine the whole thing like where it's coming from what does it look like what did they use it for in the origin uh in in the back in the in the history uh what they do with it now how could i use it what's the flavor if i cook it what uh, does it what does it taste like if it's fresh or if i redistill it or whatever so for me, my brain is basically like exploding every time someone tells me,
0: uh, "Okay, orange," and I'm like, "Boom!" <laughs> <So>, yeah. <laughs> now it's all divided.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So, if you, uh, how about the the trainings? You were saying that you are collaborating with uh, with the Are those open for the public, or are those like closed doors for specific bars and restaurants? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, So basically, it's all online and people can purchase. It's mostly for consumers in Switzerland. So uh, you can purchase a ticket and then we're going to send you a kit. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have the ingredients to prepare the cocktails. So uh, when we are having the online class, I'm just going to show it, explain it, and uh, we're going to make usually three drinks together, uh, three different styles, and then just share it, uh, like uh, explore a little bit flavors the spirits and have a nice conversation because for me it's also a little bit more uh, like a personal every uh, like talk with people so I like to really get in touch with them and ask questions and then they get back and and it's just a very interactive thing and I really enjoy it
0: nice nice so do you ship also outside of Switzerland so it's only for the Switzerland uh... Mostly,
1: yeah, that's good question. So, uh, logistically, I think it would be a little bit difficult to ship outside. So, we just started recently, and, and I think we need to do at least like a 10 15 sessions just uh, to to organize properly because we are still a very small team. Uh, there is a Somalia, a Maria, who is from Greece originally, so she's helping me with. Uh, everything what's online and orders and so on and i have to organize near my job and everything else all the, the recipes the, the meetings with Diageo the products the cocktails everything so i think it's it's a bit difficult at the moment and also we need to send it out uh, by post for now maybe in the future we're gonna Find a way of like just improving everything and just so- get a bigger picture.
0: If you're curious for the listeners if you're curious about the the these trainings just uh, DM koto about it and and DM more and ask her I want I really want I really want and then if you talk with a few uh, friends of yours and there are, you gather a small uh, a small group of, of passionate bartenders who want to learn maybe she can make something to to deliver and help the master class yeah, <laughs> I'm sure
1: yeah I'm sure actually. So, if you can, you gonna be able to get the, the the same ingredients and and just do maybe a little bit of prep at home. Uh, nothing too crazy because I really focus on, on like uh, making people fall in love with cocktails. So I don't want to overcomplicate things for them. But yeah, if every, anyone uh, is interested and has all the ingredients and really wants to join, I'm sure we find a way. So If no there's problem. a will,
0: if there's a will, there's always a way.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the yeah, exactly. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also
0: my motto, so... <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, but you, you know a lot, Koto, and I know that you know a lot. But for the listeners, for them just to have like a small uh, taste of, of your knowledge, actually, what is your, your history in the hospitality industry, actually? What, what is your backstory in this industry? Ah, oh, good question. So,
1: it's a long story. I'm working for 15 years uh, almost as a bartender. I'm actually originally from Transylvania. Uh, I grew up there and I'm from a very small village in the mountainside where I had absolutely no clue about cocktails, spirits, uh, anything, just beer, wine and some eau de vie fruit distillate, basically local and then I moved to the university and uh, started my studies in tourism geography and I started working in the in hospitality business and I just fell in love with bartending so for me it was a new world a lot of cool things and I was always curious about Traveling and exploring things, so it really captured me. And I just decided I'm gonna leave my studies and I'm gonna become a bartender. So of course my parents wanted to kill me because you don't really want your girl, the only girl, the only daughter, to, to become a bartender. Uh, but uh, later they just understood it's it's not just something uh, like temporary. I really love this job and and. I don't know, I can just really be myself when I when I do it. So I've been working a good couple of years back in Transylvania Inclusion, and that's where we were working together also. And uh, I remember our ships, we were like flying, really, uh, always super excited, good energy. Having and fun, enjoying fun the and orders, things. having fun and... I remember our tastings. like I've been always challenging you giving you like two three spirits to remember yeah, and yeah, yeah, just yeah. asking you like, okay, tell me what's the brand, then what is it? Yeah,
0: and it you a nice know, I keep doing
1: it, you I keep it? Doing really? It. Yes. even with my team, I, I always I just show up and like, okay, so tell me what is this, Just surprising people. It's nice, it's nice. It's nice because
0: it keeps you when on guard. It like, always, yeah, it keeps your yeah. brain moving, and it always keeps you on guard. And it it, it makes it engaging and fun. That's why always what's it was very fun when we were working together. That's why I enjoyed it yes. so much.
1: Yeah, and also when you you tasting different things and you need to tell the brand, uh, you will be more prepared when the guest asking you, you know, okay, can you recommend a jean? And uh, so what's the difference between this and that? So, of course, you are more able to describe flavors and things, and it's, it's a really fun way of learning, basically. Um, and then, uh, long story short, I, I, I moved to, to London because I received a job offer from uh, Marianne Becker to join him on a new opening, the Gibson. And so of you were course, at the he's been. The,
0: you, you were at the opening of the Gibson. No?
1: Yes. Yes. And of course, he's been uh, like an idol for me all those years long. So uh, I was like, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, tell me when? I'll be there. So basically, I packed my life in two suitcases and I moved to London. I had no clue about salaries, where I'm going to live. I didn't know anything. I just moved to London, you know, I'm here. <laughs> I wanted to work there. So, but this is how I am, you know, I'm, I'm like, I want it and I go for it. And I, 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 I don't really believe in like super analyzing things, because I think those things will stop you eventually to, to do something meaningful. So it's better to just, okay, you think it through quickly and say, so, yes, I'm going to do it and bam, all you in. just do it. All in. Yes, <laughs> all in, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then... Um, um, The fun part is that I've been just uh, starting there from day one and uh, in one week I found myself already in in, in charge with all the ingredients, preparation, everything for like 50-ish homemade cocktails. It's like super crazy ingredients, even garnishes, homemade, everything. So uh, it's been like a real challenge for me. I really enjoyed it. And uh, after a while, I've been just doing even like shopping, going to markets and uh, doing a lot of stuff. And eventually I became the bar manager in a very short period. Uh, So it's been like a super intense uh, one and a half years. Uh, for other people, I think it would mean like a proper, proper four years of work. For me, it was one and a half years, but it was really, really like super uh, concentrated and, and a lot of pressure and just pushing, give your best. Uh, it was a great a lot period. Lots It was learned about dedication, lot. I think. Yes. You were
0: 100% yes. dedicated to that specific project, and you did it. Yes. Lots of prizes I saw for uh, for uh, yeah. for the bar. So congratulations
1: yes thank you well uh that year we, we won uh, the first year we won six best bar in the 50 best uh, best new Europe, european bar in the mixology awards and it's been after uh, the announcement that i decided just to uh, take care a little bit of myself because i had some little health issues so that was like a wake up call for me and i said oh okay stop calm down because You can do it now, like super intensely, not sleeping and just pushing, pushing, pushing. Uh, Or you can just do your job and do really what you like, but also a little bit take care of yourself. And I just decided to quit and really take care of myself, take a little break. And uh, that's when the co-owner of Gibson actually offered me to uh, open a bar in Geneva. That's where I moved to Geneva. Mm. Uh, and that's I'm, I'm here since then and uh, it's been amazing uh, it's a little bit different because the cocktail culture is different than London but uh, it's been a wonderful uh, like a couple of years and I really don't plan to, to move from uh, from here so people didn't really understand my decision but I always say I see the opportunities and then there are plenty of opportunities here and then already you see I'm working on a new bar opening. So Nice, nice.
0: Great. Very nice. Congratulations. Yeah. If you look for opportunities, you will find opportunities. If you do not look for them, yeah. you will not find them.
1: Exactly. No one's going to come like, hey, there you go, this is a silver plate, hand it over to you. Have Good some night. opportunities. No, it's not Have like some a, opportunities. Yes. <laughs> exactly. No. no like, uh,
0: yeah you you have to. it's something
1: i I believe in like really you you make your own opportunities
0: and you
1: need to look for it and understand things and it's gonna be okay
0: nice and here here i have an extra question regarding the the backstory in hospitality industry if you are thinking about your life since you started in hospitality industry till the present moment how would you describe your life in one sentence so since the roller coaster one, roller coaster
1: <laughs> yeah, roller coaster really of emotions and it's like a super intense uh, journey of learning exploring trying failing getting up not giving up it's been like that so uh, people usually don't really talk about problems They're, everyone has their own demons and all little things and And I I think it's very important to talk about it because people just see results and success, but they don't really see your journeys. And I have to say, I've been also failing so many times. But the only thing I've done is that whenever I had a very bad moment, I just maybe I cried and I collected myself and then I said, "Okay, I'm going to show them and I'm going to prove myself. That I'm able to do it and then I just stood up and I just went for it. And and I think this is something I always do.
0: So it, it was an emotional roller coaster?
1: Yes, emotional roller coaster, big time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good, because this will be the title of the of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> coaster. Good, good, good. Yeah, I always like to to put the title like as one sentence of, of your backstory in the hospitality industry. So you you achieved a few things with some prizes, with ups, with downs, with ups, with downs. So it was like a yeah roller real coaster, emotion, as yeah, I say, yeah <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah. And uh, if if let's let's imagine now that you suddenly lose everything you have: your name, your reputation, mm-hmm. your job, your businesses. You lose everything and you have to start again from zero in the hospitality industry. The only one thing that you have left is your know-how about this industry, which in your case is, is massive, it is like huge. <laughs> what would you do to get back up?
1: Uh, well, as I told you, my life, you know, is the roller coaster, my professional life, because I was never afraid to, to restart things and, and, and I think I'm not afraid anymore to start from zero. So I've been, and also when I left Gibson, I was a little bit scared to uh, like start a new journey, but especially after that, uh, now I am able to say I'm not afraid. So uh, whatever is coming, it's coming. Uh, of course it is not easy. And of course you need to just sit down and, and think and then and write down your mistake or what happened, analyze and, and just, uh, get up basically and, and just do something better this time and as my grandfather always said you, they can take everything from you but nobody can take your knowledge so this is a, a sentence been always with me all, all my journey and that's why i focus so much on the knowledge because you can get new jobs new country move here move there when you move to a new country it's like starting from zero almost even when i came to switzerland it's was it was like Okay, I'm Catalina, but no one really cared that I'm from Gibson uh, or what happened in my life before. I was just Catalina. So basically, this is the thing for me. Look for a job uh, at, a new, at a good bar. And for me, a good bar, is not uh, about uh, cocktail programs and um, trends and fancy shit. Sorry. <laughs> but it's more about like a uh, company culture, people, team spirit, Uh, and the the good things and the opportunities I've been telling so a little bit of safety as well and and then if I could uh, like say identify myself with with that place I I would go for it and I would push until they hire me so maybe they say no next day I'm there I'm nice I'm not pushy so I would never be like a psychopath but I would still try go for a drink discuss a little bit teasing them kind of like a so they will be at one point like, okay, let's get this girl so we get rid of her. But She's you know, anyhow here. She's
0: time. anyhow here every yeah. day.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. of course. I would even offer probably work uh, for, for free uh, one month, you know. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say like, okay, I, I don't have a problem with it. I work one month for you. And I'm not a big fan of uh, talking and, and praising myself. I'm like, okay, pushing, pushing uh, in a nice way. But I'm, I believe more in the... In the, in the like work, you know? So if they would give me the opportunity, maybe 10 people would say, no, no, no. One bar would say yes, but then I would get that chance and I would just give my best. So it doesn't matter if you are washing dishes, preparing, doing shopping, barbecuing, whatever. If someone is managing a bar and, and has some experience, they would see that, okay, this girl is not stupid, you know? Like you can see in one hour already if if someone has a talent or or like a special vision or focus for details or not. And in the way you speak with guests and and the way you're describing flavors, cocktails and so on, you can suddenly realize that, okay, she she knows her job and that's it. So I, start, I would just I just it. Yes, and then you just start doing what I always did. Nice, so nice. connecting so you... with people and sharing information. And, and and it's all a community thing because many people think it's, it's, it's just about you and they are superstars, but it's not. Because if you are not nice to people, no one's going to contact you, uh, request some special collaborations. No one's going to recommend you for brands or like bartender is not going to recommend your bar to tourists and so on. So you got to be nice and sharing and helping each other
0: nice 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 so you would hunt the the good bars those bars that have a nice culture there is an opportunity there you will go there every day until they will hire you even if if you will work for free in that place and since you are you got you are hired in that specific place you you show your best you share your knowledge with everything you help everybody you create connections and then you 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 build your your reputation again
1: exactly And I would not be afraid asking for help. This was something I've been always scared because uh, that's how my parents grew me up. Uh, If I had problems, I wouldn't really talk about it because you've got to sort it out and that's it. But I learned something in these 15 years that uh, at some point you're going to struggle with something. And and then why not asking for help? Why not reaching out to people and say, look, uh, I'm stuck. I've seen maybe you were in the same situation a couple of years ago. Uh, would you mind giving an advice or an extra hand and so on? So chances are that if someone was really in your position, will say, yeah, I know how it is. I know how it feels like and I'm going to help. So maybe you don't ask for what they're going to do, but they're going to give even more to you because they really know what is it like. Mm, and nice.
0: So don't be afraid I, to, I really to ask think for help. In this. Don't be yeah. afraid or ashamed to ask for help
1: if you need it. Exactly. So it's not like help when you it's you don't ask help when you are lazy and sitting on your couch watching TV and then oh can you help me give me a job? It's not <laughs> what I mean. But it's really like you're struggling, you're pushing, you're trying, and then it's not working out. But you are always able to ask for help. Hmm. And and I'm I'm thinking I think uh, everyone who was ever in your position would help you. Mm,
0: Nice, nice, good, 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 very, very nice uh, answer regarding this. So that's the the plan. If you you are from zero, find a place, do do your best, ask for help and and always keep doing things and develop and and connect and and work. And and
1: help and connect and, and it's all about community people forget that it's really not about themselves and it's not about being famous or being like the best bartender. There are so many amazing bartenders everywhere I go and the difference between uh, this and that bartender is maybe that this bartender is is helping others, being part of community and and then growing together and maybe someone else is just having a big ego, keeping things for themselves. And and I've seen it many times honestly I've seen it many times
0: Yeah and it still is and it still is because yeah the 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 ego becomes a problem when it's all about me 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 just I I want more just for myself but when yeah. me transforms in it's we true then it starts being more powerful.
1: It's better. It's better. Mm-hmm. And I, I think most of it is because of social media. I think social media is amazing because you can find so many great information online and also connect with people. But in the same way, I think it makes people kind of jealous. So imagine if you start now in your, in the industry and you see others like doing rot Vapor and other things, would you be like feeling the same power to, to and the same passion to to jump in it, or would you be a little bit intimidated, you know? Yeah. It's like very crazy nowadays, no? And then I really think also a little bit fake, because sometimes people sharing some information which is not even true, or you can buy followers, or you can buy likes, and you can buy everything you nowadays. You buy a new so. life on social
0: media. You <laughs> yeah, <have>
1: exactly, <laughs> everything. So. Yeah, and it's you, not easy
0: time now. Yeah, and you post your your best life. Yeah, I think this is a nice wake up call for everybody that on social media everybody's posting their best version of themselves. There are very few people who are posting and uh, and uploading things that are not very special about themselves. So
1: yeah, yeah. I still like to keep things for myself, but when I post something, I like to believe that it is true, you know? Like so when In I genuine. do a post, I don't really care who's gonna like it, how many people, what's the number of comments, and so on. I don't care honestly, I don't care because what I care about is is that if you're gonna ask me about that post, I'm gonna be able even now to answer in, in the same, with the same passion and and it's me, it's genuine. It means, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it
0: means something to you, it's not just yeah. posting for reacts, for likes, for following, but it's
1: exactly. meaning,
0: you post when it's it's meaning something. Nice, nice. Yep. So uh, this is the, the, the plan that you would do. And you already did somehow in, in London, maybe in Switzerland, when you had to took it from zero. This was the plan in, in the hospitality industry. But uh, the knowledge that you have, it's it's about hospitality industry. And the next question that I'm having, it's actually at the core of the podcast that I'm having because the podcast is called Hospitality Secrets. And I strongly believe that during these times, during this crisis, we need to, to go a bit deeper into the concept of hospitality. And we need to understand a bit better what is this name hospitality, because this is the name of our industry, it's hospitality industry. And I think that we should go a bit deeper. And anyhow, this, this word, it's a very vague word because in, in different cultures means different things. So in with this podcast, I'm in a quest of, of finding more, more uh, approaches on on the word or, or and, uh, on the concept of hospitality. And the main question of this podcast is actually the the qu- question number four already. Uh, it's uh, Koto, what is hospitality for you? Well, hospitality,
1: I think it's something uh that is really hard to explain with words because i I think it's something you you have you have to feel it and maybe if someone started this uh industry to work in this industry now and i have to explain this uh i wouldn't be able to just describe it with words or just you cannot just say okay you need to be hospitable and give a nice amazing service to people because also maybe a good service is, means something for him and a and good service is completely different for me. So I would, for example, take this guy, invite him in my house or take him, invite him as a guest to my bar or I would just take him to a, a great bar, I, I know. And, and then in the end I would just ask, so how did you feel? What was it like? Did you feel welcome? Was it great? Are you happy? And what's in your soul? Because I think hospitality—it's like sharing a, a piece of your soul, connecting with people, and and it's this special thing which is is different every time with with uh, with different guests. It's gonna be always different. So. It's not one thing which you could use to describe hospitality and especially I understand this now because I've been moving countries, you know, uh, Romania, London, Switzerland. I've been doing a few guest shifts in Europe and, and I see everywhere is different. So, but everywhere you go and you make people feel good and feel welcomed and feel belonged and you make them feel important and, and they are valued, I think you are hospitable. So you, it's not even about drinks, it's not about the food. Of course, they have to be great, but if, if you are not welcoming someone in a nice way, you're not guiding them, you're not taking them into a journey and you're not doing something right, it's not gonna work anything, you know? It can be the best drink and then they're gonna say, oh, I would never return to this bar.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, and it happens many times when when people are focusing so much on their drinks, making the, the drinks with the craziest ingredients, with the craziest platings, yeah. and at the end. Don't get me
1: wrong. Sorry, I need to interrupt you. I've been there also. I've been there in the beginning of my journey. I've been like that. So I don't really judge people when I, they are like that. I think they just need a mentor who opens their vision and and explain this to them. So they are like, oh, I see now. So yeah, I focus on drinks and so on, but they need to be guided. So mm-hmm. so it's, it's, about, it's not just it's about, on them.
0: It's about, it's not only about how, what the what the drinks and the products are. It's about, as you said it, how you make them feel. As you said, yes. if, if there is somebody new in, in your bar and you have to explain him what is hospitality, you take him to a bar, good bar. And then when you go out, you ask him, how do you feel?
1: Yeah, and why do you think you feel like that? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they just explain with their words, and, and then I would say, okay, so now let me explain. You feel like that because of this. this. And I would just describe the details, which were just seamlessly in the experience. They, you don't even realize if you're not working in this industry, but if you work for a long time, you see them and you recognize, oh, this and that and that, and then you just say, okay, so that's why they made you feel... Uh, so welcome they, and
0: they connected the dots the, the yes dots. exactly welcoming enjoying smiling yes. to somebody making without
1: well. being forced
0: without being yes. forced yeah yeah genuinely if if it's 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 possible yeah and regarding hospitality and not being uh, forced if uh, how would you explain hospitality and and the concept of hospitality to uh, to an employee from your bar which is like mm-hmm. an elder employee, has some experience, but he fails to show hospitality to their guests. How would you explain mm-hmm. it to, to him in order to offer genuine hospitality? Because this is trickier has- when, 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 yeah, when somebody with a big experience in, in his backpack, it's harder to change his perception because he will say, I'm doing this for so many years, but he's failing to show hospitality. How, how can you make him show more hospitality?
1: Hmm. It's a good question. So I, I would just do a meeting one by one, discuss honestly about what's going on, what is my problem, what and and just find out why is that happening. Because maybe in his head, he perceives things in a different way. So I, I always say, I used to be blaming people like they do this, they do that, they're wrong. But, but now, since I'm managing people, I always think in you know, a different like why do they do that? What's behind? why what do they think? Why do they do it really? because when I understand that the real issue, why they the reason, it, it's easier to correct. So if I find out why they do it, maybe I'm able to correct uh, easier. So it's not really a problem anymore. and Uh, What I usually say to all the uh, uh, employees uh, is that, like imagine what I want you to do is basically the guests coming in the bar and you just immediately welcome them with smile, you dare. It doesn't matter for me how busy you are. If I see them, they are busy. I would rather jump out from the bar and and just go and welcome people because it's a team, you know, so someone always need to watch for uh, the, the entrance and, you know, we were always listening to the door, like a crack of the door and like, oh, someone coming. And we would have this weird sound like, oh, you know. Uh, we were doing like loops and yeah, someone's coming. So everyone was like, we would see who is able to go there and someone was always at the door and, and at the stairs welcoming people. And, and I always say that from that point, you say hello and smile and you ask, how are you? Uh, how many of you and then you already see them they are like a bit surprised because maybe in some places you go in and no one is even nobody cares yeah 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 yeah. yes so that's like one surprise and and then the second is that you are explaining okay have you been here before no okay so let me explain you this is the bar area I have a table for Three people right over there. If you want a taller table, or if you want to have a more comfortable or a quiet area that's the corner, which is free right now in the sofa, and and so on. And then while you're just leaving them, you give uh, the waiter is gonna come. Water, menu. If you're there already, you explain like, look, if you need some help, let me know. This is the menu. That's our concept. If you will need help, let us know. And then you just leave them. They already feel like, OK, I'm welcome here. They're just going to be looking curiously on the menu. They're going to understand better what's still Because, for example, we used to have tarot cards. So mm-hmm. if you just leave a pack of tarot cards on the menu, they would be like, what the hell is going on, you know? So while you were sitting there, now you explain and everything. So they are already playful. They are like picking parts for each other or doing crazy things. And then it's a fun a journey where they can be more relaxed and and not uptight and sitting and waiting for the waiter. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. from there it's still like personalizing things because you speak in a different way with a guy in a suit who is very cold and you speak in a different way with, for example, a, a young person who just comes in super cool, joking, so it's like adapting to people because you hospitality just have is not a
0: fixed thing.
1: It's like it's you not have to, at all. It's not really, and it's you need to have the feeling, the sensation for it because if you don't have it, 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 you're just gonna screw up basically, really. Because there is, you're gonna speak uh, in a I don't know a posh way with someone who is uh, super relaxed and cool, and then they're gonna say, oh, she's so arrogant. I'm not gonna come back, you know. So you really need to personalize the whole experience, recommend drinks, be playful. Even if they choose something which you maybe know they would not like, you can still say, oh, interesting, so why did you choose it? And they say, oh, because I just read this. And they say, oh, but do you like bitter? And they say, no, oh, I'm so sorry, but actually, you know what? maybe it's not the right drink for you because it's a little bit bitter you know and and i think you were thinking of this but if you like that i have an amazing drink for you let me surprise you or whatever and and they are just gonna be thankful because when they receive the drink it's the right drink for them we actually always double check every order Ah, this this is fresh and pretty or this one is a little bit herbal and aromatic or this one is uh, floral uh, and citrusy and so on because I think this is all part of, of hospitality and but all this as I say, it's not forced it's like supernatural and and what I learned in London for example is, I, I moved there, I didn't speak English like properly. Even now I didn't speak English properly. But, you are but in London <laughs> <laughs> Kind of. So when I moved to London, I didn't really understand British English, for example. So yeah. in the first three months I've been quite struggling understanding people and I was so ashamed I wouldn't look up. And then Marianne explained me like don't be scared. You know what? Just explain to people. Like you from Transylvania, you just moved to London. This is your first job in London. This is what you do, and that. And you know what? I did it, and since then, people used to love me. And there are some guests. I'm still in touch with them for after so many years. I moved away and so on. I'm still in touch with them, and they were just guests because, because, because it's about being vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and then they just attach to you and. They care about you and you and are so human on. Now. So, yeah, we
0: are human and exactly. we are vulnerable. Yeah, uh,
1: So that's what I always explain to my team that you don't need to be perfect. I don't expect to be uptight, perfect, force, and just like a machine because we are human. So even maybe you make a mistake. I do a mistake sometimes. So when I do it, I I just own it. You know, like I'm so sorry. I made a mistake. I mixed your order with that. So let me just correct it quickly for you because I feel so bad about it, but look, there is a little present for you, a little shot or something and just make it. And maybe you're going to laugh at one point and then they're just going to be, oh, this is this is genius. Like they yeah. feel like, okay, you're a human. Uh, you made a mistake, but you care. You correct. You you don't try to explain. that uh, oh, yeah, it was the, sh- the the kitchen staff who messed it up, or you know, lying things yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah. I was just changing the barrel of the beer and things like that. And, because and, there are so many lies.
0: Yeah, yeah. And usually for for the guests, uh, the an experience where where the the staff is making a mistake and then brilliantly he's taking out and he's doing something, he's give you a shot and he's he's acting properly. That experience usually is more. More memorable than than if the mistake wouldn't happen from the beginning. So if you do a mistake and 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 you are acting well, that's more memorable for the guest than if the mistake wouldn't happen.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. And and also, why you're doing everything? You basically you just exceed their expectation because you, they just want to come to this bar, have a drink because they heard it's a good bar, for example, or they make nice drinks, but they don't know anything about you, so you guide them you make them feel good you recommend maybe re- give them a little shot while they are w- waiting uh for the drinks and and you just go out your way so maybe they need a taxi afterwards or maybe they're just looking at their phone you see they're looking at some restaurants where to go to eat afterwards and and you just why don't you interact and say hey guys you're looking for restaurants uh so you 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 you, you Maybe you don't know this and that place, but I can recommend you. Uh, They do this food, it's delicious and la la la. And they would appreciate it because if you usually check on Google, it's more like touristic places and the recommendation is always better when it's someone local recommending local, it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I always send them even to other local bars because if I know the, the other good bars, uh, I would say, oh, and if you want to have a little party, go there, or if you want to have uh, rum cocktails, go there, or if you want to have this kind of vibe, go there, and and you know what? After the half a year, it just turned around. At one point, people were sending people to, to my bar because they just show, show that, it's like that. It's karma.
0: It's <laughs> karma. Yeah, it's karma. I really believe in karma. What put comes beside... back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you always exceed expectations. You go out of your way. Uh, you really take care of people. And mm. and about everyone, you just. It's, I don't say you behave the same way because, as I told you, it's tailored uh, experience, but. But you just do your best with everyone, and if you're gonna treat someone in a way, you're not gonna be different with someone else because they would see it maybe, and they would say like, oh, like so this guy is in a suit and uh, he has a special treatment, and then I just came in my joggers and so on, and I'm like not treated well. So, but you still treat everyone like VIP, and and I think uh, when people hugging you when they are leaving and you don't even know them, then you know you did a that's, good job. Yeah. That's the one. So yeah, yeah. when my guys were, like, hugged, hugged by people, they would always have this cheeky eye, you know, like look at me and with a smile, and I would be like, yeah, that's yeah. the one. You, like, did it. you, did you it feel well. it, you know. You did yeah. it well. And and you know what? It, after a, maybe one, two time it happened, and after I didn't have to explain anymore. Because once you feel it, and then that hug of people and the smile, and they are so thankful and and so on. And it's just a special feeling, it's like an adrenaline, and you, it's like super you're that's happy, so nice. you know
0: that's so nice, this this hugging thing. and I and now I, I, I'm thinking even more about it that even when you you have guests in your home, when you have guests at your house, if you are a good host, an amazing host, and everybody's feeling well, when they leave, they will hug you because they felt so good. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's the, the, the highest uh, appreciation of you showing your hospitality. If they hug you, you know that you nailed it. You nailed it.
1: Yeah. So. Also, uh, there is a little trick we always do because, of course, we all have different personalities as a team. And maybe you are the funny guy. I'm a little bit more serious and focused on different things. and then uh, I don't know I'm more emotional and so on. So we were always having uh, like the little rules, unwritten um, rules, who serves which table. So, the group of people came in and we used to see what they look like and we immediately, after you know, after a month it's like, it's natural, you just look, bam, you get it here yeah, and you go and it's communication during the service basically. And uh, and because I'm not the best with the jokes, for example. So if a, a group of super young people would come in and want to have a little like fun time, maybe i'm not the best so i would still welcome them be cool and so on after a little bit i would change mm. with the guys mm. who are a little bit even more relaxed and funny and and i would change nice. and, and that's what i love about teams like everyone having different personalities so you can give even better experiences to people and it's nothing wrong with it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are
0: not machines <laughs> that's it. for sure and, and it's good that we are not machines because more efficient machines will come so they will replace us if <laughs> yeah.
1: we would be machines
0: they will replace us soon because cocktail machines will come coffee machines will come machines will come and if we act like machines yeah. they will definitely replace us but if we are yeah. human and we manage to show hospitality to show humanity to show connection the machines cannot replace this
1: for exactly.
0: Sure, never. Sure. Never. For, I'm. I'm. I strongly believe this also. But uh, being more like strategical, like step by step things. What are your top three strategies for being an absolutely amazing host? What are the strategies to get a, a, a hug at the end? <laughs> the three, three best yeah. strategies that you you can give three, four, five, as many you are you want. But like mm-hmm. in steps, easy to remember, easy to follow.
1: Uh, Well, immediate welcome, so as they come in, immediate welcome, warm, explaining uh, where they are, guiding them, it's like they were driving and then you just put them on the side and you say oh I'm driving you and you just relax, you came here, you relax, I'm guiding you, I'm driving, you can enjoy because everyone is coming from work maybe or they're having problems, you just want them to feel good with your job and I think I always watch things from their perspective, so if they come up I watch what they can see, I think what they can see, what they might looking for, uh, so I immediately can adapt and then I'm gonna just treat them in that way while sitting them down. Uh, connecting is uh, it's really, really important, so you make the whole experience super personal. Uh, even like tailoring drinks for them or recommending specific drinks for them, asking them the preferences. These are all little aspects of uh, little good things. service. Yeah, yeah, little things yeah. of being a good host. They add yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it, it's, and, welcoming, uh, it's
0: welcoming, it's uh, smiling, uh, communicating, you said? Uh, yeah,
1: guiding them, guiding. sitting them down. So you don't need to, you know, I want them to not worry about anything when they come in. So they come in and I want to tell them, ah, so you are here and you can go this, this, this part of the bar, you can do this, this, we are doing this. So they don't need even to use their brain. They just, oh, okay, I want this. And then they just sit down. It's really like, I call it guiding them through um, what's going on. Guiding, yes. And yeah, just so finding gliding, the, the best. Yes. Yeah, the best package for them, basically, after guiding. So you're guiding them and find connect, and then you find the best package for them. It, you recommend the right drinks for them after you know their, uh, their preferences. And um, uh, also the way you speak to them, it's really like mirroring almost uh like based on who they are, how they do, do they speak to you, how funny or how they communicate, you kind of mirror with respect, but you kind of mirror it back. So it's it's uh, more relaxed for them and they mm. feel better. And, and it's uh, unconsciously feeling better, basically. Mm. They don't even realize why, but they just like you more and, and they just just feel feeling better. They don't even realize what's going on. It's just super smooth, everything. And it's just like, okay, I'm good. It's nice. I have a good drink. The service is fast, and of course, the music is great. And everything is perfect. Everything, yeah. yeah. Everything is perfect. (laughs) And at the end, I will hug you because it was so nice. Yeah. 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 Yes, and you expect expectation, and you recommend restaurants, or you ask where they're from. You find out. I always ask personal questions, like what do you, what do you do in Switzerland? So. Uh, you are on travel business trip. What's so going ask, on? ask personal I questions
0: ask. if you if you want to yes. be a good host. Ask personal questions, not the, uh, what's the weather so, or whatever. Whatever. something. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> but, no, just ask. Like, so, where you are from, and and what you're doing here, and oh, really? Like, uh, so what's it like? And you make them talk because. You you wanna listen. It's not your job to just talk, talk, talk. No, you you need to meet them and it's like meeting a new person, no? Uh-huh. You meet a new person, you try to find more information about them and, and know them better. And and it's it's like this. So when people will hug me, before they will hug me, they already had a good drink, the 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 right Drink for them basically because that's what I always say. There is no bad drink, but maybe it's a bad recommendation. You need uh, to always make sure best. they choose the right drink and uh, like asking these questions. So that's why people are taking selfies with us or uh, they are hugging us, uh, asking on um, what's our inter- Instagram contact. Of course, there is a very s- s- um, subtle line which you cannot step uh, across. Uh, it's that they're still a guest and you are professional. So you need to do all this without stepping like too far, going too far, there's a line you cannot cross. And but, it's a very thin uh, line, yeah, it's a thin, it's really thin line. It's very thin, but after you, you, you're doing it and, and you just know it. And also there, if there, you have a mentor or a manager, you you are guided and, and you are safe. Mm. So, and also like no stupid jokes. <laughs> And no, um, like uh, delicate um, themes, like no politics and no things like that, because politics, there are religion. like some things which we hope, like really omit. Like even if they try to bring it up, it would just yeah, uh-huh, okay, and then just bring up the next uh, yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is because people are getting very emotional when, when you exactly. talk about politics, when you talk about uh, religion, if, if it's not the same perse- per perspective of, of, the, of the subject, they can get very emotional. And it's exactly. not okay to get them very emotional in opposite in side of our emotions.
1: Yes, no, no, exactly. There's yeah. the logic and yeah, and, and if you really do everything right, they, they would really, uh, you thank them and then you really, but it's not just, these are not like stupid robotic steps. You thank them and everything and you behave like that because you really care. And, mm. and you see them happy and at one point they just you, you also maybe what i do like i'm behind the bar but i would go out and just say thank you so much bye bye shake the hand and and sometimes just, just like can i hug you like sure like let's uh hug yeah, yeah. each other you thanks so much out, yeah. whenever you run yes you so it's always them, yeah. going out Uh, I I sometimes call Uber for them or I I call places to book a table for them and and it's really even with the drinks like sometimes only they ask something you don't know but number one is like you never say no you say oh let me check the ingredients and then you just go behind you Google it or you ask your manager or whatever and you just make sure you, you can do that drink. Mm-hmm. so there is no no like no i'm not doing that drink like no they want that drink they love that drink and if you don't know that drink you just rather go behind and you find it and you, you make sure you you make the best version of it and present it and yeah we had the ingredients guess what it turned out amazing i also love it. <laughs> yeah surprise i would drink two of these also So, but just do your best yeah so, so yes. I,
0: I think I think the, the, the first uh, strategy of being an amazing host is first you should care. <laughs> so if yes. you care then you go you are welcoming you guide them you connect them with them you, you you engage them so so first thing it's yeah you should really care about about them having a having a a good time so yeah this is uh, this is amazing and this is truly truly important. So it's important to care if you want to be an amazing host as you said yeah first you should genuinely care for the experience that you want to offer them. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, hospitality <laughs> it's about hosting, yeah. And uh you have a lot of knowledge in, in the hospitality industry. Let's imagine that in this moment, if you would have an extra 1 million euros cash, a big bag of cash, one extra 1 million euros to open a new business in hospitality industry, what would it be the business and why?
1: So, uh, lovely. I, I, I'd love to have 1 million euros, <laughs> first of all. If I would have it, um, extra, as extra I said, one million euros. <laughs> extra, extra one million. Yes, so even better. So, as I say, that I I love uh, living in in Switzerland, being in Geneva. So, I, I wouldn't change location. So, I would basically open a bar here in Geneva because this is uh, what I know best. So, I wouldn't really jump into something completely new because I think this is what I know the best. Uh, I have experience and also I've failed little things many times and I learned from those mistakes and also mistakes of others. So I'm more confident now after 15 years opening my own venue and I would really do a super relaxed bar, so nothing fancy because I would do it tailored on the needs of this country and the city. And I would really do um, like a street bar Uh, with super high quality very simple but delicious drinks but focus a lot on this part like hospitality because i could see people really appreciate it and i think this is something what some places ignore and i would love to have amazing music uh, even live music and delicious food simple delicious food uh, but so, all this in like a super friendly, so five star service, five star quality, but in a really really friendly way, uh, so everyone can really genuinely relax, and and they would be able come there to come there even every day after mm, work.
0: Mm, nice. It would be a small small bar or a big bar.
1: Medium. <laughs> so medium <size>. my <laughs> medium size. So my experience is that very tiny bars are very, very difficult to work with because uh, the, the the number of covers you can do per service, per, per shift, uh, and it's just, you basically, it's, have to be very careful how long do you leave people sit at the certain table and so on so uh, i think uh, that kind of bothers people at one point you cannot just bug them or when they do reservation you cannot say yeah but just one hour because we have to give it for the next guys and so on so that's why i always say i would love to have a not a huge bar because that's again a different story but a medium-sized bar where you can really have uh, different areas so if someone wants to relax or be on a date or whatever they have their little spot but you have a more lively area as well and people can really relax. I would not do just uh, standing because this is something uh, I think against the human nature because when you go to bars you go there to socialize and feel great and you don't want to just do sitting and be served at the table and that's it. Uh, i think it's nice to just stand up and then just stand around the bar and and meet people and our job as bartenders is also putting people together and helping them meet and so on so yeah i would just do like a super relaxed and, and fun bar but very very good quality nice
0: cocktail bar with delicious
1: food and great music and great and music. super good vibes yes live music and genuine or, vibes live
0: music or or not live music
1: um both i would say maybe friday saturday live what type um, of music so again i'm very crazy about the music topic as well <laughs> because uh, you know i, I always say you you choose your target audience, basically. So even it's the same with bars. Uh, I think, for example, at the moment, I think 30, 35 year old people to 40, 45 is the the target for cocktail bars. And then you need to see what music they listen to, what is their vibe, uh, what makes them feel relaxed, what brings back nice memories. So nothing too commercial, but I would be more on like a fun, uh, a little bit uh, like nostalgic, a little bit vibes. Like, I don't know, like Moby, some people hear it and they're like, oh, we just used to party. And you know, it's like there are songs uh, that bring you back really good memories. Uh, So I would really choose these kind of songs and And I think it would work.
0: For sure, I'm absolutely sure it will work. <laughs> so let's see where we can find extra one million euro. <laughs> yeah,
1: let's look for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but everything starts with an idea. So if you have the idea, yeah. then you, you, you go you go the other it's way. It's easier to
1: look for it because you know what to look for. So. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, and if somebody comes and says, here, I have this. Well, okay, I have the idea. <laughs> let's, let's match.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's match, let's do
0: it. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you'll do a... Uh,
1: I'm sorry to interrupt. I also love cocktail food pairing and things like that, so it's something I would love to explore a little bit further, also in my bar. Nice, nice, uh, nice. just to give like proper, really good experiences.
0: And it's a trend that's growing. This uh, the, the cocktail and, and and food pairing because we have a big and rich history about wine and food pairing, and now you can go a bit crazier and and. More, more and creative. people
1: understand it also because mm. I think it's now the moment when when people actually understand what's going on. Uh, because, uh, especially in our countries, uh, Romania, even Switzerland, it's not like London or New York. You would lie if you would say the market is the same, it's amazing, but uh, our countries are a little bit like drink culture wise, a little bit backwards. Uh, but now I think it's been like a good like 15 years, 20 years. So people actually know what you, they want to drink, uh, where they're going to go, uh, what they want to eat. So it's more going for schnitzel and potatoes. They really want to go for a nice, I don't know, whatever nice deal and a good drink. So it's not about quantity, but it's about quality as it's well. About quality. And, and, and exactly. So it's the experience. So I think the market is definitely ready for Hmm. food pairing, cocktail pairing, a little bit of special things.
0: Mm-hmm. A more creative way of, of exactly. drinking and eating because it's not just you drink because you're thirsty and you eat because you're hungry. <laughs> it's <more than> that. <laughs> yeah. if, if you do this, you stay home and you drink home and you eat home <laughs> from supermarket yeah. the supermarket. You take a
1: pizza and you just sit down, drink a beer or a bottle of vodka from your freezer and you're done.
0: Yeah. So. But when you go out, you, you want an experience. Super, super nice, nice. So, two more questions, two more questions, and 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 thinking that we are at the hospitality secrets podcast, and I am a big fan of secrets from hospitality industry, and if we think as uh, at the secret as an important piece of piece of information that only a few people know. The question is, what is your biggest secret about being successful in the hospitality industry? The one thing that not many people know that made you being successful in this industry.
1: Uh, I think what made me um, successful is, is not quitting. It's not quitting and not taking shortcuts. And also, yeah, never giving up. Because as I told you, I've been having problems, I've been restarting things, but I always say that you have to never stop. You might take a break, you might be on the floor and you just need to collect yourself and you need a little time, but you should never quit. And and if you have a dream and you really believe in it, you should just go for it and, and, and never quit. All in. Yes, all in, <laughs> but it's something like, uh, even when I say, okay, I'm I was on, I was uh, down to zero and so on, but I, I think I would, I was never so, like, it, it took no more than one, two days in my case, because I always had this willpower because maybe it's also because of my zodiac, I'm an Aries, so for us, it's like, Okay, I want it. I go for it. I go through the wall if I need, but I, I just get it, you know. So yeah, I, I think very important, uh, not giving up, not quitting.
0: Go, go straight, no matter what. Yes. Thank you. And for you me. know, sometimes
1: on your journey. Uh, also, people. There will be always some people who would say, "I, you would never do that. You would never be able doing that." Like, okay, I was a girl. It was a bit difficult for me, little bit. I say, but this is like between Much the more, yeah. yeah. yeah Especially in the hospitality
0: industry, when yeah. you started, uh, girls working in the bar were well, not so no. often. Uh... So
1: yeah, exactly. So it was the era of. Uh, we hire barmen and waitresses so that were the jobs. and i would never forget it and uh, i think that i also learned uh, using my uh, weaknesses as strengths uh-huh. to uh, surprise people this is something i've been always pushing so for example i've been a woman in a bar that, nobody wanted to see a woman in the bar, even my boss, so I had to really push to get a chance and then I got it and I really had to work really hard to do not lose it and, and just keep this position and also when I started there were no ingredients like we had Angostura bitters, one rum, one vodka, one gin and so on, I really remember it and um, I just wanted to make drinks, so what I did, I like, okay, I want to make drinks, I have no ingredients, No, now I'm going to make ingredients. So that's how I started with homemade <laughs> ingredients, basically. Liquors, bitters, everything you can imagine, because I had no other options. So that's why I tell, like, there is no, uh, if there is a will, there is a way, it's just, you need to go for it, uh, you analyze it, and you say, okay, so now this is the situation, Okay, so I'm gonna do this. And then you just don't quit. And uh, it's crazy because after a while I just get the job offer from London, so I always say it doesn't really matter where you're from, because I always heard like, oh, you were so lucky and so on. I always say like, okay, like just to let you know, I think it's, it's not about luck because everyone else is creating, everyone is creating their own luck and you, you worked you, so hard
0: that you got lucky <laughs>
1: yes exactly i got lucky yeah. it's
0: true you got you worked so hard that you you at the end you have to get lucky if you work so hard and you don't quit
1: <laughs> yeah. yes yeah you just get an opportunity it's like okay you're lucky to have an opportunity but if you were not prepared for that opportunity you just mess it up and yeah. then you are in the same place so yeah. i also got lucky I had an opportunity and and then i just did my job and then just someone someone you were just more noticed than prepared
0: me. you were more than prepared you had the opportunity and and you match it yeah that's that's yes. that's the the luck that you get if yes you are prepared at the right time you are lucky yes <laughs> in, in the outside yeah, yeah it seems like so koto one hour and uh, 15 minutes already time flew (laughs) like when we were working in the bar good old time yes yeah the shift was the shift was over yeah now we have to go home yeah
1: let me just write down these notes about the orange
0: and then we can go (laughs) home yeah one more hour (laughs) Yeah so yeah. it was just one hour quick hour to talk about a bit about the uh, hospitality industry but I have one more question one last thing it's the the question it what is your uh, number one takeaway that you really want the listeners to remember from this episode the one thing that, that mm-hmm. you want for them to to stick to stay with them
1: mm. so i think that uh... One of the things that like i said is that residents do not come uh, without the proper input. So uh, it's never the luck, it's, it's always making your own luck. And, and it doesn't really matter uh, where you're from. You just keep your heart open. You, you really care about what you are doing. You don't quit, uh, you improve yourself, you fail, you stand up and you try and so on. And you trust the process because there are something some people who, who don't trust the process and they just want it now. And you they don't they are impatient. And I can just tell them to no, please just be patient, just keep doing, keep pushing, and and the results will follow. So this is something I would really uh, leave as a message to everyone because probably there will be bartenders listening to this podcast and probably there will be also people from Romania who will listen to this podcast and I really send this uh, with love this message with love to them so if they will push the results will follow and it just keep your heart open and yeah put the ego on the side and never forget that we serve people and not drinks
0: drop the mic. <laughs> Kotalin Bene, amazing, amazing Koto. Thank you very much for uh, for sharing again a, a lot of lot of knowledge, sharing your heart, putting your heart on the table at Hospitality Secrets. It was amazing, Koto. Thank you very much for Thanks being Thanks so much for
1: the invitation. Thank you so much.
0: It was a big pleasure. As for the listeners, thank you very much for staying with us, for staying together with me and Koto to share interesting things. Thank you for uh, for uh, listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for uh, for giving your time. And uh, if you want to find out more hospitality secrets, follow, subscribe to Hospitality Secrets podcast and soon you will you will see some new surprises, new surprise guests, new surprise videos. We try I try to do with uh, with podcast to go deeper into the concept of hospitality to bring what it's best from the hospitality industry to share it together with the world so we can make hospitality industry a better place thank you very much for for uh, for being together that's it for today i hope it was useful see you next week cheers